That's cool. Welcome, Luke. Oh, are we on? To UHP Podcast. We are on. Excellent. Let's thanks move that me. mic out of the way and face it this way. Yeah. Oh, yes. Perfect noise. Yes, Welcome. So. <laughs> first big one that I always push out in all podcasts is a bit of a backstory on you and your training. Uh, not limited to training, but generally it's we talk about training. And maybe you before, could be you before UHP, could be you before powerlifting in the backyard, what you did with sport, and yeah. All right, so it's pretty much where I started with like sport and stuff? Yeah. Um, so Uni. Uni? Oh, well, yeah. Like all that sort of stuff. So I guess I first started lifting weights in year six. I used to play like obviously grassroots rugby league and it was pretty good. Um, and I was a skinny fat kid. So oh, like yeah. skinny arms, skinny legs, big stomach type person. And I was like, right, I need to put some muscle on. You can probably still see that I hold a lot of weight in my stomach compared to my arms and legs. Why are you laughing so much? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and uh, so I was like, right, I put some muscle in my arms and my legs. So I got a gym set that my uncle gave my dad and I started using it. And it was like Monday footy, Tuesday weights, Wednesday footy, Thursday weights, and then Saturday game. But like, I didn't do anything with it. It was like five kilo dumbbells, like leg extensions, didn't really get into it. And I truly thought I was gonna make it in the game, like as a rugby league player, you know, but obviously dreams are crushed and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, what to do now? What do you uh, mean and stuff like that? Oh, you know, every kid wants to go to the moon or whatever, and then they can't yeah. do it. So I was like, oh, okay, what's next? And I was like, I really like pushing weights. So I just started lifting weights heavy full time at home. And I started seeing some decent results. And then eventually uh, my brother ended up going and buying a Smith machine for the backyard and like 250 kilos of weights. And so that was like, all right, hectic, this is it. And so, I don't know, I just started lifting weights, started getting stronger in like random movements. Hate breed? No, no hate breed. Oh, okay. It was like Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Perfect. classic. In the backyard? Yeah, in the backyard. It was all in the backyard. Had a shelter in the backyard. So rain, hail or shine, I'd always go and uh, lift weights after school. I had no real plan. It was always just like, do this and do that. Try this, try that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, like that for a couple of years. And then I obviously plotted out. Didn't really get anywhere until I started. What, actually, age, what age is that? Just for context. Uh, I'd probably you said say like six. So is that year six that you plotted nah, out? No, no. Nah. From like year six to like year 11, I was lifting weights. But like randomly on and off, whatever. And then I didn't lift weights during high school, uh, year 12. Because I, I was like, oh, focus on HSC. When really looking back at it, it was pretty stupid. But then after that, my brother's like, all right, come on. HSC's over. You're getting fat. Let's go to the gym. Brother that I just saw? Nah, different brother. Okay. O- older one. Yeah. So he took me to the gym and um, from there. Wait, go back. So you didn't train in HSC? Nah. So the high school years, I just stopped lifting weights. Because I was so like, you're like. That's a good idea. I was like, yeah, just, just study. You know, go, go, you got to be smart. So just study after school. I think it was more so me just being over it. And ha- that was like the forefront excuse to say oh it's okay i have the hsc now i'll focus on that yeah but uh after that my brother took me and i realized how weak i had gotten went to his little gym in new dimensions so called new dimensions in uh mount Druitt. and i was like man i'm struggling to dumbbell press 20s this is hard but from there on out i just i ate heaps i trained hard 
And then I, before I knew it, I was pumping 40s and I was deadlifting, back-breaking deadlifts of like 200 kilos, beltless, terrible technique. Yeah. yeah. Or just reefing it. Yeah, just reefing it, just going for it. I think it was, I was the first one in my local, like whoever I knew, to hit 200 kilos on deadlift. It was fantastic. My brother got 195 and he, sh- he failed 200. And then I got 200 and his mate was like, oh, this is the strong guy now. This is the strong still in me. And I was like, yeah, I made it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. And has he gone 200 since, or has he still not got it? Oh, no, no. He's gone up to like 250 before. Oh, okay. He doesn't lift anymore. He doesn't really lift weights anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, yeah, I just keep going at it on and off. I didn't really get into powerlifting. I was more of a strongman, like type training. And Yeah, I've been to your house. The concrete. Oh, uh, yeah. The concrete slabs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I used to just, yeah. Just whatever. I grab I'm a scary. Yeah. I got a 100 kilo, um, what do you call it? Big egg. And that was just like pick up, run it across the backyard, drop it. All right, that was, that was fun. Cool. I used to do a lot of farmer's carries. I got a trap bar and I, my farmer's carries used to be as strong as my dead li- my deadlifts. So I could pick it up. Long? for like Distance wise? The length of my backyard, probably like 15 meters. Oh, no, I took it down to the, the, the local park and I got 220 for about 30 meters. Which is pretty cool. What did you do? Load up your car, the Astra? Yeah. No, 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 the um, Pulsa. Oh, the Pulsa. Yeah, load up all the weights, took it to the... Took it to the park and that's what i used to do it's crazy destroy my hands but yeah no nah, it was good that's that's how i really got into it and then eventually sooner or later i joined uhp and I, um obviously our interview you were like oh yeah no nah, i've hit 300 one day you'll hit it and i was like i didn't say it like that ah uh, you know you, how'd you say it then you're like it's like and you're like oh yeah you must have said like i want to lift it and i was like oh yeah yeah i still remember the, f- the first day i did yeah you're it like don't really worry good. you just just keep doing what you're doing and you'll get there and I was like, oh, okay, so this guy obviously is strong. Yeah. But back then, I didn't understand who you were as a person. Now I, now I get it. Mm. What do you mean, now you get it? Oh, no, just personality. I get oh, okay. It. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so after I joined UHP, it was like, all right, we ever, pretty much we do powerlifting, APU, IPF, whatever you want to call it, three lift, um, bench, squat, dead, which I thought hectic. I didn't really want to do it because – uh, I didn't think much of it, but when I got into it, I was like, this is it. I love this. This is so much fun. So that's where I'm at, where I'm at, where I'm at to now. So it's just pretty much started from nothing. Year six. And then you did that for four years. Stop for two years. Yeah. Stop for one year. Oh, one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 2014, it picked up again. Farmers carries. That's why he's such a strong deadlifter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> did first comp. What was your first comp? First comp was... Um, First year I started working here two years ago, 2020, Central Coast Barbell, um, what do you call it? Qualifiers. I was at not under 93s. Yeah, I remember. It's like a 580 total. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now you're fast forwarding through to here. Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Went through a lockdown. And this is where I'm going to transfer into the next subject of let's talk about your lockdown training. Okay. Yeah, and then talk about the scarcity of it and then the, yeah, the right. result. Okay. Yeah. Lockdown was crazy because obviously there was no gyms. There was no extra equipment. All we had was barbells and plates. And so all we could do every training session was just hit compound movements or variants of that said movement. So, yeah, I was doing lots of deadlifts, lots of squats, lots of bench, and the bench would change every time whether I had an X-Gym bench or I was in a park bench, 
yeah, doing floor presses, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I was just doing that all the time. And that's where I saw the most improvement in my strength, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, it? Do you want... Okay, yeah. So I guess... Like, what was your frequency? So previously you were doing... Ah, uh, okay, so... More uh, volume or less volume, same volume? No, nah, I was doing more volume across the week because I had machines. I had... um, Yeah, I had machines. I had... Like I was working in a gym, so like four or five days a week I was training and with lockdown, it was like, all right, two days a week, the gym the gym is set up and then I can do one compound at home with my own stuff, which would have been deadlifts only in which I had to change where I did it like every day because it got heavy enough that it was pretty much breaking the backyard. So dad's like, oh no, do it somewhere else. And I'm like, okay, but I can't because it's lockdown. <laughs> so yeah, so pretty much three days a week of training hard. And then like, although I was saying four day a week trainer. I wasn't really doing four days. It was just three days during lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And no accessories. You just do your thing. Leave the plates on the barbell, bend it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Get in there, get it done, put it down. And then I leave and then leave to do nothing. Cause it's lockdown. Obviously yeah. I took my time in session sessions probably took like two hours. Really like went on my phone, Instagram, watch videos, long rest periods, but like the weights were yeah, good. Yeah. Like heavy. And, we were talking about it before and even joking about it, I guess. We're like, oh, Mark's taking two weeks off. Mark's a client of UHP, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mark. And, hey, Mark. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you got injured, two weeks off, got back, got sick, two weeks off again, came in, did two sessions, and then hit a 20-kilo PB. That's awesome. <laughs> and then your response was, yeah, that's what I did in lockdown. <laughs> Three days a week, man. Like... That's all, you, that's all you need. That's right. And do you feel as if you made a lot of progress in lockdown? Yeah, I feel like if you if your goal is to get really strong, then lifting a lot of weight and like resting a lot is like the best thing. Like in lockdown, I'd wake up uh, and I'd eat and whatever. I had nothing else to do. And then when the food settled, I'd spend the next two hours just training hard. And then I wouldn't touch that movement again for like ages like the next week and then every, every time I came back it just felt better and better yeah like, oh yeah it's like oh it's actually starting to work <laughs> bench feels good all of a sudden oh yeah, yeah you bench squat crazy De yeah. I think your deadlift was always quite high hey my deadlifts I came in pretty much able to do 250 when I first started training with Jose I don't think he believed that I could do it so he was like oh no nah, no nah, just stick to program don't touch it and then I was like all right fine I'll respect the process and then at the, the time that him and Raz hit 250 in the same week, I was like, nah, I'm going for it. I loaded it up and did it. And he was like, uh, what? So, yeah, I've always been able to deadlift decent amounts. But deadlift comp? Yeah, I hit 260 at a deadlift comp after doing like four months of program with Jose, submax work. So, yeah, that was always pretty decent. My bench and my squats really exploded during lockdown. Um, I think it's got to do with, well... Do you want to know what I think of it? What's it got to do with or? Yeah. I think it's got to do with um, matching the like right volume to intensity. So obviously if I'm doing a lot less, I can do a lot more. More. If that makes sense. Reps. Yeah. So if Less like, intensity. Yeah. Less. what you mean? Yeah. If I'm doing less intensity, I can do a lot more. I can do split squats after. I can do lunges. I can do you know, leg presses and that sort of stuff, which ideally I would have done in the gym just because that's like what you think is the right thing to do. And, yeah. it, and it has its place, obviously. But um, 
just doing heavy squats and then just smacking out like five sets of squats per squat uh, per session and then just having it like twos threes fours rpe like seven and a half to eight it just made you much better at squatting you mean at lockdown yeah a lot of sets like you did, that's all you knew so you're like my body knows how to do it now that's it i literally walk in and just be like red 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 and then top set you know like 25 oh sorry one, uh, 70 120 170 top set that's it and then from there it was just like oh this is getting easier the bar feels lighter on my back i'm really really confident in the hole you know in the bottom and yeah before you know before i knew it, it was like oh squats is really, huh you just sound italian then <laughs> how I, I don't know if the, the listeners can hear that but you know like, <laughs> i swear that's a thing <laughs> i don't know i don't know that's yeah maybe yeah, so, yeah, you can continue. Um, it's getting easier. It's getting, it was getting easier. Unrack, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, unrack, everything started feeling easier. It just started feeling normal to lift single reps. Like, when I first started co- getting coached by Raz, um, I used to be scared to walk out 190 at North. And he'd be like, bro, like, what the hell? You're much stronger than this. Stop being scared of 190, you know? And I was like, yeah, but I never do it. Like, I, n- I never go this heavy. And he's like, yeah, that's going to change. But um, it went from that to I had no other option but to just squat heavy. And then all of a sudden it was like I, could, I felt like I could get it within two or three warm-ups and I'd be there. So if you needed to, you could go 120 yeah. over 200. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. 120 straight to 200. And I was like, yeah, I feel fine. I feel good. Yeah. yeah. Back in the north days where you used to slam your spine into the bar. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I used full to, speed. That was me trying to G myself up because I was like nervous for the task. I was like... Nah, 190, 200 is scary. I can't touch that. I need to just get... I need to inflict pain on myself first. Yeah, yeah. What if you missed and, like, rather than sitting in a nice groove, it's, like, whacked just fine? <laughs> yeah, we had that conversation, eh? Like, that was, it could have been so bad. It was literally, like, just trust it, whack my neck in there as hard as I can, and then just hope for the best. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was, it was crazy. That's where I know, that's where I, I, I get better as well. Like if you get to practice the task, not only do you get stronger at it, you can learn to actually just do the task differently. You know, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to slam my neck into this. I can kind of just take my time and. Sl- oh, I thought you meant like you got good at like slamming the neck in. There. Oh no, I did, I like, did, I got, I got really good at that. Like you started with a little bit of a nudge. And yeah. Then yeah. No, no. More, more, more practice. You did it yeah. two hundred times, and then you're like, all right, I'm just gonna. Yeah. No. Move the rack. I reckon that happened between 2016 to 2020 when I started working UHP. Four years. That's how I used to, I, how I used to squat. So, yeah, I got really good at that. Uh, okay. But then I got really good at not doing that when I had a chance to practice different techniques frequently because all I did was squat. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think in your position now, you wouldn't be able to just slam in like that. No way. No way. It probably, it would, like, the bar would slide off my back behind me if I did that. I need to like position it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess for a bit of value for people listening, what happened? And I know that, I guess this is one thing that I always like to bring up. I even brought up yesterday when you're presenting at the meeting, the diagnosis of why that worked. Because say, for example, you're saying that Mm. like massive total increase, like 580 and now you do like 740. Seven, I thought it was 750, but... Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, 750, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's right. Seven, uh, so 580 to yeah. 750. Yeah. So now everyone's everyone should just... All right. 
maybe not go home, but maybe they just go in the gym, squat for two hours, go home. They're like, yeah, I'm going to get results. <laughs> maybe what is the breakdown of what could have caused that to become better? Maybe some mental things, maybe some internal things, neuromuscular, muscular. Like, Yeah, I think, um, I think it goes back to, um, well, we, I'll start with the mental. I was scared of 190, but when you hit 190 three times a week as a top single, all of a sudden 190 is no longer scary. So the ability to practice the task over and over again, like you don't get that same, you can leg press 700, but that doesn't mean you can squat 200. I've seen people leg press a lot and the squat looks like crap. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're not practicing the task. You're getting bigger legs, which is good, but the task isn't being practiced. So if you want to get really good at that task, which is right now talking about SPD, for example, yep. like squat bench dead, um, you got to practice that task frequently. So top singles at like an RP7 or 8, you know, uh, frequently helped a lot with the confidence, um, expectation of what it's going to feel like, um, and also helping understand how robust like your body actually is. I used to think 190, man, that's going to fry me. And I hear people say all the time, oh, I heard MJ when he did 140. Oh, that 140 fried me. I heard him say that and I was like, ah. Oh. Like, that's cool. He hit a PV. I'm happy for him. But, like, really, your body's not fried. It's okay. Yeah. Everyone's bodies are okay. It learned you being exposed to that helps you understand that. That's the first thing, I think. The second thing is. Um, Sorry, MJ. Oh, yeah. No, that was no shots. Good squat. Good squat. <laughs> no shots at all. Um, uh, what, was I, what was I saying? Another reason body would be. Body isn't fried. Sorry? The body isn't fried. Like, you do your top set. Yeah, it's not, it's not fried. It's, it can handle it. I'd say as well. Um, would you say fried if you had to do 200 for four sets of 10 with a two minute rest? Oh yeah, no, that's, that's fried. If you can do that, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. I don't think I could do that. But is it fried more than a yeah top set? Yeah. Yeah. I've more volume push to failure will take a lot more out of you than a single, um, sub max. And I think that's another thing. Like if you're able to hit, if the singles for sub max are taking less out of your body, you can do more of them and get better at the specific the specificity of getting good heavy squats. Yeah. Like I could do two excuse me. Oh, sorry, excuse me. It's right, it's the ice coffee. Yeah, it's the ice coffee. The lactose. Ah, yeah, you gotta gotta poop soon. <laughs> if I can do two hundred oh sorry, back then one ninety was scary, but I could do like hundred and sixty or hundred and seventy for sets of like nine to twelve reps. Which I was like in the gym. That's right. You remember, right? It's, Program for eight. That's it. And I just took extra ones because I could. It's so close, but all of a sudden, the really the twenty kilos heavier was so scary. Mm. Now, it's the other way around. Like I can, if I do a top set at two fifty, two sixty, in my head, I'm like, I can probably squeeze another ten kilos on the top set. But the back off, it's like, oh no! As you start adding the reps on, that gets harder. I can't do it. So you get good at how you train. So you're talking about getting strong. Being exposed to your top singles really helps with that. And I think, um, or not just the top singles as well, it's the, the training with the barbell more frequently rather than just doing lots of other things, leg extensions, hamstring curls, lunges, although they have their place. Getting good at squatting requires you to squat. So just, for, just before people think that top sets are the only thing that makes you strong, what is happening I th in your training to make you strong? Uh, it's it's heavy enough. So what stimulus? Like is CNS getting stronger or muscles oh, getting so stronger? Oh, so yeah, I was gonna, this will be my second point, which I sidetracked. I was going to talk about um, 
Oh, we spoke about this briefly a couple of weeks ago. Neuromuscular adaptation. Um, what was the other thing you said? We spoke about it. Neuromuscular coordination. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. The the ability for you to actually, as you start getting exposed to this and doing these specific movement, these specific movements at the right sort of intensity, your body will become a lot more efficient at doing that task. So it's like, all right, 160 for 10, it's easy, whatever. 170 for one, it required too much of a jump in, um, I guess, voluntary contraction of muscle mass and tested the system too much that it would start to feel very hard. If that makes sense? So then spending more time hitting singles, doubles, triples, not to like max failure, but like at a decent RPE, allowed me to explore how I can be more efficient in my lift, which then exposed a lot of like discrepancies. Like for example, since doing this, I've gone from closer stance to wider stance. I've gone from very high bar to like a mid low bar. And I've gone from being very extended and upright to being more folded and crunched, like in my, in my midsection. The only way I've been able to go through that, up, apart from having a coach pointing out some inefficiencies, is also the fact that you practice that for singles. If you make it light enough, you can have dog crap reps, but you can pump them out and you won't make it, wouldn't make a difference. Like it, I've seen people pump out a set of 10 and each rep looks really gross. And you're like, no, nah, that wouldn't hold up with you know, a, a heavy single. So the frequency, the practice and all the rest of it, not only does it affect your confidence, but it actually makes your body more primed, ready and able to withstand that in terms of like the efficiency in the training. Yeah. That's, yeah. I guess along with that, that almost segues into another thing. If you have more things to say about that, say it. I think, I think I've, yeah, that's mostly it to be honest. That was the segue of more Mark Hammer style. Yeah. Everyone always used to say to him, Mark, if you listen to this, it was just because it came up in conversation. Yeah. But they're like, oh, I should be stronger than Mark because I can four by ten way more than him. Ah. But then all of a sudden I get to intensity and he's got me by like 50 kilos. <laughs> and he's like, well. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, it, I, you I, should be more like me then. That's like, right. Do you only get strong or what? Yeah, that's right. You only get good at doing your tens. Yeah, that's right. But um, the segue was volume not necessarily lining up to oh sweet i can five by ten ten by ten two hundred now mm. and it's like all right go do 250 oh, oh i couldn't yeah that's right not so much the calculator because obviously there's slight discrepancies but yeah the reps being inefficient can do a lot of those inefficient reps at a lower intensity but pick up the intensity enough and then all of a sudden you can't lift that weight anymore that's might be 10 kilos more and you just can't do it exactly right yeah exactly right I think that's um, that goes into you get good how you train, essentially. The body, it's not, it's not a simple blueprint of more at this end equals more at that end. You get better at different things. Like I used to be able to rep heaps, um, submax, and it would come off better than my singles. Now it's the other way around. Now, if anything, I need to get better at my rep work to you know fortify my, my top singles. But you get good at how you train. So... Yeah. I guess it does come down to a couple of things. I think the size of the individual does matter a lot. Like, you know, Mark's a big boy. His recovery is probably less. He probably doesn't need to take on as much, you know, intensity or volume in a session before he's kind of hit the mark of what he needs, you know. Everything he does kind of just is enough to improve and then that's all he needs and he recovers and improves and he keeps getting better. 
maybe if he was to start doing heaps more, his overall strength would maybe downregulate initially. You know, whereas someone who's not much smaller, like as to say a small guy, 66 kilos, sumo puller, very efficient, that person probably needs a lot of volume to maintain their strength because they're, they're not putting out a lot of mass. Does that make sense? Like they're not lifting a lot of weight so they can yes. withstand it a lot. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, for example, I'd say, can I mention names on here? Yes. Like I'd say like Bonner, for example, like her deadlift, very efficient. Or even like Michael Wu, very efficient deadlifts. You know, he can do, he can pump heaps of reps. They both can pump heaps of reps um, before hitting like that fail point or oh, this is too much. You know, Mark on the other end, it's very long way to go. Conventional deadlift, you know, he almost has a lot of back involved in his lift and it's strong, but the rep- the replication of reps and sets is probably not translating very well to his strength because it's just too much, you know? So Whereas strength work or low reps does. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whereas a sumo puller might need to do a lot of that because there's not enough stimulus with just a single. You know, a single 170 might, might be like, all right, that was too light. Mm. I can do that another five times. So yeah, it goes, it depends on the individual. So not everybody would benefit from just training less than training harder on the barbell, but there is a, there is some points you can take away from that for your own training, I think. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a one size fits all. It's not like a, oh, okay. So there was like hundreds of kilos added to the total. That's exactly what I need to be doing. Yeah. How much are you lifting? And I, th- I always think about it like, Tendons, ligaments, bones of a human can handle X amount, right? Yeah. Sorry, that, sorry. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. Just because you're smaller, well, I, I feel it might actually be clinically wrong. Mm. It doesn't mean that you have weaker bones then. I'm sure like right. bone density improves when someone lifts heavier weight for sure. Yeah. But it's sort of like when you're born or when you're, all right, here you are, you have a body, you have a body, your one's going to be smaller. If you crushed a bone, it'd probably be like, the same on both bones, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 So that's why it's always cool when well, this is going a bit away from the topic. Someone lifting five times body weight and they weigh 120 kilos is a little bit different to someone doing five times body weight and they might weigh 46. Oh, 100%. I yeah. agree. I agree. Uh, I think you, even if you, you, you break it down, it's five times body weight either way or even less because I don't think anyone who weighs 120 does five times body weight. On like a barbell movement, that's crazy. Right, so yeah, true. Like Eddie Hawk, I yeah. think his deadlift is he's five hundred. He weighs almost two hundred when he did it. So that's what two point five his body weight. Yeah, if ish. Whereas you got someone much smaller. I've seen it on YouTube actually. They had Eddie Hall against the equivalent, some sort of equivalent strong woman, and she they did like body weight for reps. This guy can deadlift a five hundred kilos, and he lost in how many reps he could do at his a percentage of his own body weight compared to her. Like, mm. it doesn't correlate. And she's yeah. like, oh, hectic. I beat the world's strongest man or world's best deadlifter. But, and he's all, also being humble about it. When in reality, it's really stupid because that's not the way it goes. Like, you yeah. know. I guess it depends on what they're calculating, right? Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, like, the body just doesn't... If you can do 20 reps or something, that doesn't automatically equal you can do X amount. You know, it's a 1RM. Yeah. I think that come from came from block periodization quite a bit, like uh, which it does do, and especially in more of an intermediate phase. I feel someone does, I don't know, one eighty for five, then they can all of a sudden do one eighty for six. Mm. I don't know two sets, three sets, and then they get a stronger one around. It's 
it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. So that's what I need to do in order to get that high lift. But it's sort of like, okay, yes, but it doesn't, don't then go and take that to the extreme. Yeah, right. 180 for 12. Oh, okay, that means I can do twice as much on my top end. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't always equal that. Well, speaking of accessories, actually, no, go back a bit. Okay. So just to confirm. Yep. Do the top sets build the strength? Yep. Do they, or do they just build that sort of preparedness and adaptation to lifting heavy? And if you just did the top sets, how would that help your training? I think it depends on the individual and where they're at in their training. Um, if you overdo your top sets. Like let's say just top set like two times and then all right, I'm going home. So they went to the extreme. Extreme? Yeah. Depends on the individual, but I'd say that you would initially you get a good strength response, but then that's almost just like you're peaking. Eventually you would hit the wall and you wouldn't really be able to go anywhere because you, you've hit your cap. If it makes sense. You need your back offs. You need your volume like at the right dosage after to push past that point. I think that's where I went wrong initially because I was new to RPEs, top sets, et cetera, et cetera. And I would be like, oh yeah, I can do this much. But it's like, no, that's too much. So I did- For the top set or for the back off? For the top set. Okay. And back off, I would just be like, oh yeah, that's all right. The work's done for today. So be chill. And I got an initial strength improvement, but then it's like, oh no, you, you're kind of stuck now. You need to actually use your back offs to fortify and push top sets further. So I think top sets shouldn't, excuse me, top sets shouldn't be used as a way to improve strength. They should be used as a way to test, measure, and prime strength, depending on where you are, like whether it's a peak or a submax period, top sets should be taken like with respect, um, make sure the RPs are correct. They should be nice and nice and, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say, you shouldn't max out your top sets. Yeah, it's not the strength driver. It just shows it, proves it, primes it. And you use the word fortify. Yeah. So what are you fortifying? So when you use, yeah, what is that action? Well, I'd say that the fortifying is okay. Cool. I hit two hundred and fifty for a single. Hectic. Like you know, the day I paused two hundred and fifty for a single. If I yep. walked home after that, okay, all I really did was just say, okay, cool. Here's one heavy rep. Over time, that might equate to a bigger, a bigger squat. Um, but what's really helped me was. The one by fours and three by fives after of, this, of pausing at a percentage back off, that's going to actually help me practice the movement, help the muscles and tissues and ligaments, as you said, get used to the movement, feel the movement out, and also build confidence in that movement. You know, does that make sense? It makes sense. The top set, if you did that for one and you walked away, like it's okay, cool. It does do something, but it's not going to be the most efficient way to get there. I think. Okay. Do you think you would? Because a lot of people, I guess. Uh, Let's say if they didn't know that, they think like a top set, sweet, yeah, it's heavy, but they feel as if like they're just going to wither up if the volume's not there. And there's like five days, four by tens on, say, heavy accessories after, maybe it might mm. be leg press, maybe it might be whatever it is. Yeah. And the thought pattern is, I'm going to wither up if I don't go ahead and do this. If you don't go ahead and do all the accessory work? Accessories or even volume on the compounds. Yeah, okay. I'd say... Would you wither up? No. Nah, uh, if, if you if you didn't do the accessories? Yeah. I don't. Uh, if your eating is correct, I don't think you would wither up. I, uh, you would probably lose a little bit of mass in just volume of muscle density because you're not doing as much. Um, but you wouldn't really wither up, I don't think. If anything, I feel like out of the two scenarios, it'd be better to be the person who has all that extra volume because it's easier to taper the volume down and to teach how to use the top set. 
rather than get the person who believes the top set is, is all that matters to de-invest in the top set and invest in the back offs after, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it would be a bit mentally harder. It's mentally it harder. actually get weaker for a period of time when you increase that volume and decrease the intensity, right? If you decrease the volume, increase... Yeah, I think you decrease would actually... Decrease the intensity, increase the volume. With for which, which person? Person that just does top sets and all yeah. of a sudden you add in an extra day, more sets, yeah, they more would get, volume. They would get more fatigued, tired... Uh, they'd probably get would we a week out initially. Uh, they'd probably feel like, oh, why am I capped at? Why am I capped at this number for a top set? I can do so much more than that. But it's like, no, that's fine. You're not exploring your peak strength. You're building your strength right now. So I guess it comes down to whether you're building or showing your strength. But top sets should, yeah. I think the person who does all the extra would have a better chance of getting strong because you can just taper it the way it needs to be tapered. And now we're talking to, this is a completely, yeah. A little bit of a deviation, talking about fatigue, talking about recovery, talking mm. about leverages. Mm. Do you feel as if increasing your weight has helped you with your strength? Oh, massively. Massively. Um, I found a picture of myself when I first squatted 210 uh, north, and I was, a, I was a stick. I'll show you later. I'm actually a stick. Um, just putting mass on my legs, on my hips. What are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why do you always say, why are you laughing? I if I know. say the first comment at the start, yeah, when you were skinny fat, you didn't like that. <laughs> now you say you're a stick, you didn't no, like that. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> well, I, I think that the um, me getting heavier really did help. Yeah, Just put more tissue on the body, let the body compress and squish against itself a lot better under the barbell. Not only that, just gaining more muscle mass just helps move more weight. Um, as well as that, getting bigger, change leverages – Put different demands in the body, which forced me to make changes to technique, which then maximized the leverages and strength better. So, like, for example, I was 102 kilos when I first hit 250 at North. It was really, it was really poor. Feet 102? Yeah. I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been this weight for a little while now. So I'm not still climbing, even though I make these jokes. At North, before we came to X Gym, I was 102. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. And I hit 250. Um, it wasn't parallel. I felt like I was falling forward. And then we, like, I had my shoes off because I didn't have my heels with me. And then Raz was like, oh, that looks pretty good, actually. Like, it's not as bad as you think it is. Three weeks later, four weeks later, I've made some adjustments. And all of a sudden, I'm hitting 235 for set to three at, like, easy, easy weight. And this is when I have, like, my, my, my feet wider. And I rely on my ductors a lot more than my quads. And even though... I was at the same weight. Now I'm hitting 250 easy. So it's not, the weight helped me a lot to get there. But then in terms of leverages, utilizing my body better is what made that last jump from like a 250 squat to a 280 squat. Mm. So you feel like you did the, you just put the, say for example, the weight went on, mm. but it was like, all right, I, there was not too many adjustments made to account for that. Yeah. But you did actually make some gains and you're like, yeah. all right, now I want to squeeze out more. Yeah with this new leverage, whatever it is that I have. Yeah. Now let's make those changes and then squeezed out more. Yeah. So and is it plan to go up again or? in Up in weight? Yeah. No, no, not, not yet. I think plan, plan for now is opposite. Is lose, lose a couple of kilos, try gain muscle mass, and then come into the comp slightly lighter or same weight, but just with more muscle mass under the, under the frame. So that'll be the goal now. But I'd say the combination of mass and technique come hand in hand. Yes. 
I find it good that um, when you made the massive jumps, your tendons, ligaments, everything seemed to be able to cop it well. Yeah. Yeah. I think the technical adjustments was the biggest thing. I used to have tendon pain in my left knee after every set of squats and bench. Ooh, bench. Even bench. Yeah, holding that, holding that tension was really bad. So being almost high barred with heels, I put so much load on the front of my, the front of my body that when I went wider and went flat, I used to, I always used to walk away with like glute and adductor pain and my quads weren't sore at all. Mm. Now I can pendulum squat with no sleeves and my knees fine. So if anything, I think gaining the weight helped, but also making the changes in the technique, if anything, utilized the body better. Spread the load a bit. Yeah, the load's more spread out. I'm actually using my frame the way it should be, should be used. Yeah, that's really good. I still remember at uh, lockdown in the park, I got the video, I remember, on Ethan's edit. Oh, yeah. What weight were you doing then? Uh, when was that? It was pretty big weight. I was doing three reps. Yeah. And the guys were behind me, that was 250. Yeah. So you did the 250 for one. Yeah. Oh, wait, that was a squat, sorry. No, nah, 250 squat for one, that happened, like, later. Oh, after that? Yeah, I didn't squat 250-ish. In lockdown, the most I did was 240. It was a little bit shallow. But, yeah, it was two, the deadlifts was 250 for three. In the park, and then yeah. from there... You did like 280, I think, for three at your house uh, on that wooden board on the grass. Yeah, yeah no, that was, two, that was 260 for a set of four. That was my peak. That was like, that was like the best I've ever done. And then from there, learning how to slack better, pull slack better and wedge in better. The, the most I've done for, for a double was 290. Yeah. Oh, when? That was, you weren't there for that one. Uh, I was there two weeks before States, three, three weeks before States. I just had come out of COVID. And I was like hungry to deadlift and I, I was in the mental state and then I just went for it. Like it was like that night on a Sunday night. Oh, see, the best way. Yeah, just, just went there and did it. Just don't, don't train for a week. Yeah, that's it. Come in, see? Yeah. It worked. It did, I got stronger after, um, after COVID for a week. Yeah. Okay, so we've addressed that. It's not necessarily just coming in, smashing yourself, fatiguing yourself. For a powerlifter, like you could, if there's someone that's like, I want to get gain general strength and get, yeah, get better at the squat bench dead but i also play sport mm. and i'm wanting to still be conditioned and be able yeah. to turn up i guess that's a different story 100 percent um but yeah powerlifting specific in terms of squat bench dead mm. that would be something that worked however one more thing to touch on yeah the bench press compared to the squat and the bench uh the deadlift do you feel like there needs to be a little bit of volume or frequency change oh definitely so <clears throat> i went from i don't know if there was a total volume difference but there's a frequency difference in my bench so volume wise i used to hit three by eight or four by eight um twice a week and my triceps would just fail but like if you equate four by eight the amount of reps that was now i'm doing like three sets of four four sets of four but like three different times in a week the volume hasn't changed much but the frequency and the spacing has changed a lot and that has allowed me to express better strength on the bench press in comparison so i think i see a lot of my own clients as well um, even even the bigger boys, like you can still see the same same trend. You you want frequency, you want to see it happen consistently, and you want to see it, like I guess RPE to be sustained across the week, like no overshooting, no failing, but frequency. Whereas squats and deads, I think more so deadlifts and squats, but both of them you can get away with just doing one really heavy set or not set, you know, one really heavy session in a week. By next week, you'll be recovered, and ready to go again. But yeah. bench, it's like, okay, two days later, you can go again. Yeah, I agree with that. And 
why do you feel that happens? Like if I could think about it broadly, like, all right, less weight lifted, mm. smaller muscles used, less muscles used. Just more technical. More technical. Yeah. So you f- do you feel like the, the technicality, it's not about fatigue, it's just more about you get to practice it more? Yeah, 100%. The more technical the lift is, the more times you need to practice it. Um, the more brutally fatiguing a lift is, the less you need to do it and to get better. That's I think that's what it comes down to. Like a farmer's carry, I could do that once a week. That smashes you. Your, your hands back and traps are sore. Your, tra- your glutes are sore for like ages. But like, I don't know, leg press? Oh, that's that's probably still pretty fatiguing. Something less fatiguing than that, I can do more often. Like a bench press. I can do, I can do more often. Chest press. Yeah, like a chest press, yeah. Chest press, every day. Every day? Every day. No, 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 every day. Don't worry, you're maxing that out. <laughs> On the 30th, 31st? One week before now. One week before? The 31st. Max out day at oh, X yeah. Gym. Yeah. yeah, I'll max, max that out. Maxing out for reps or one? Uh, one might be a bit dangerous. I was actually thinking about doing the max out on a pendulum. Oh, pendulum. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's changed. I reckon I might load up 100 kilos in there and see what, see what can happen. And just go for just RP10. Go. Just go. A bit of ammonia and just send it. <laughs> well, what about ammonia once it starts to get hard? Uh, well, I was going to send it for one rep. So oh, one. If I can do 100 for more than one rep, I'd be pretty happy. Oh, yeah. I reckon if you can get on pendulum for one, you can do it for maybe five. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, ammonia, see how many I can de- get at 100. Whether it's one, two, or three reps, whatever it is. Okay. So, yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah. But, yeah, so seven days before the 31st. Tell your friends. Oh, yeah. Right. Max that day. Max that day. Um, I was touching on the uh, bench press again. Yep. So where do you feel the biggest improvements for your bench presses come from? Um, learning how to apply leg drive properly and learning how to manipulate the chest. Even though I'm not great at it, I'm getting better at it. Learning how to actually manipulate the leg drive and how it plays into the thoracic extension and how to actually breathe into your chest positions you in a way where the, the chest press or the bench press just feels like a, as Bonner would call it, just a tricep extension. Mm. You know, it's not like a, oh, I've got to wrestle this weight off my chest into the air. It's like I'm using my body, I'm leveraging my body in a way in which it's just literally one single action, the bars off the chest. So the actual setup and getting in position is almost more difficult than yeah. like you're there, you're like, oh man, it's uncomfortable. And then unracking the weight, it's like, this is no. Yeah. It doesn't make it more uncomfortable. If anything, I'm a bit more stable now. Like, I've got weight there. 100%. Um, I've gone from uh, unracking 100 kilos and to set up feeling very uncomfortable to then bar in my hands. I feel like I can pump it for 20 reps and not feel the fatigue for it because of how well I've, I've been leveraged under the, you know, in between the bar and the bench. There's all that tension. Yeah, the technique's everything. If you don't have the technique for bench, you're not going to have a big bench. Unless you're someone who's got a really big belly and big, uh, like short, big arms. Unless you're someone like that, like bench is so technical. Yeah. Okay. So on, we got the bench press now. We got your squat and your dead, mm. which came down to doing it more, maybe not the deadlift, but definitely the squat. Mm. Doing less volume, being specific to the sport, mm. let's say. Yeah. And the body weight increase. You've been there for a while now, so I don't know why people keep making these jokes about I, me. I don't understand, Brad. I don't. Uh, sorry, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Brad, if you're listening. Oh yeah, no. If I was, if I was one or two, I could do that too. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, then yeah, squeezing more out from the body weight increase. Squeezing more out again from changing the way that uh, things 
or the lifts are set up and you build that efficiency with that new body weight mm. and then increasing frequency on the bench press and yes doing accessories but tailoring it to what's happened on the day that's it wow yeah and that's that's the secrets to the trade now everyone just don't train three days a week few <sighs> compounds 20 minute rest is that right yeah 20 minutes um jasper yeah if you're doing more if you're doing less than 20 minutes the weight's not heavy enough yeah okay that's, that's it and but in all seriousness adapt it to you you as a trainer right like yeah. not everyone is 100 kilos that's some right. people are 60 female male um do you need to build mass what phase of training are you in that's right like are you yeah. a beginner oh okay sweet mm. three days minimal volume top sets it's like oh you're, yeah you need a bit more yeah for context i was 92 kilos and i was skinny so i remember raz was like my coach raz was saying oh look you're very not well leveraged at this body weight for how tall you are 105 body weight class even if it's only 98 or 100 kilos which would be better like so i was in a situation where climbing up would be good and that's where i was so it was like a situation circumstantial position i was in which equated to good results if you were someone who's 120 plus this probably wouldn't apply to too much yeah yeah or like you're trying to stay 66 and you're like 65 and a half you probably couldn't do too much of it this is probably not relevant to someone like that you know what i mean yeah so mm. suited to your situation but this is what helped you and worked for you and mm. this is what's made it enjoyable as well yeah, yeah. very enjoyable love it well you got a client now oh what time is it 56 57 oh. yes. three minutes uh thanks for coming on no worries. thanks, thanks for, for sharing your knowledge and thanks for some good fun thanks this was fun <laughs> see you luke see ya